Hi, welcome to another episode of Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. I am your host, Kim, and I'm so excited that you are here. If this is your very first time, welcome. And if you are a regular listener, welcome back. I appreciate each and every one of you. So last week, we began the travel series, and it's really just to kind of let you all in on some traveling tips. So we started it off with talking about traveling on a budget. And today, we're actually going to be listening in on a conversation that I had with Bianca, who is a single mom that lives her life off the grid with her kid. Now, if you have been DMing me, but you haven't left a review yet, please take the time to leave a review. It really helps. It helps uh, other moms to find the podcast so that they know that they're not alone and there are resources and things out there and we may even be going through what they're going through. So I really appreciate it uh, when you guys send me those dms or messages but i really need you to leave those reviews in whatever platform you're listening on so again thank you i appreciate it so let's get into the conversation bianca i'm so excited that you are here and get to share your story can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself Yes. Hey, ladies. Hi. Currently, I am in California. I'm parked right near a beach. I've got the doors open. It's a beautiful day. And I am extremely honored to be interviewed right now by you. So I thank you for allowing me to connect with so many other women around the world. And um, I'm 29 years old. I'm a single mom. And we have been traveling full time for about 11 months now. Awesome. So 11 months. So um, I know that you um, do coaching. How long have you actually been working for yourself? Well, it's been an interesting journey. I mean, I've been a full-time life coach now for about three years. But before that, I've had several businesses. However, the most challenging thing was trying to figure out not only in the beginning how to step into the journey of entrepreneurship, but also how to make it sustainable. And so, uh, yeah, I've been full-time coaching for three years, and I absolutely love it, you know, and I just want to say that this is a career that really picked me. You know, I never woke up and decided that I wanted to be a life coach or that I wanted to be a public speaker. However, I love serving my community and inspiring a lot of people to persevere through their obstacles, and that really came from always having to be my own hero you know, ever since I was a kid. And so, um, you know, when you speak to enough people and they say, hey, we really want to hear you and can you help me solve this and can you help me solve that? You know, you got to live in your passion and serve your purpose and then it brings you more life and energy. And with me living in my light is truly allowing me to be able to be out here and be free and creative and experience the most freedom and flexibility that I've ever had my entire life. So um, I am very glad that we are where we are now. And it's only because we are living in that light. You know, we are, sometimes people look at our life and they think we're on a, like a vacation. And I tell people all the time, no, we're on a livecation, you know? So that means like we 
we still have work to do, but the only difference is that we're doing what we want to do now. And that includes my son too. You know, he's doing what he wants to do. He, he works for himself now too. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so amazing. And I like that livecation. <laughs> that is so yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah. So you talked about your son. He does his own thing. So um, what exactly is he doing? I um I know I think he has his own Instagram page, right? Oh, he does. Yeah, homeschool gamer. <laughs> That's so yeah. cute. Well, my son. Yeah, he's nine years old. You know, we we are twenty years apart, and my son has always wanted to be a YouTuber. He loves playing video games. He loves doing the commentaries. He's also really passionate about feeding the homeless and rescuing animals. And, uh, you know, he's a student as well. And my son was having trouble with his reading. He was having trouble with his reading in second grade. And I, being a busy entrepreneur, you know, I had this, this house, or I should say, well, my condo. You know, in our household, I was always so busy, you know, with the cooking and the cleaning, helping him with his homework, you know, taking care of myself, always making sure I'm available for my clients. And, you know, taking care of a household is, a lot of work, you know, and you, you can feel like you're being pulled in so many different, different directions. And I've been on my own since I was 17, but, you know, being an entrepreneur and being a single mom, it feels like another job within a couple different jobs. And the one thing that I wanted to get away from was feeling like I was on call from, you know, by all these different things. And so, um, yeah, so I enrolled my son into a online school. So uh, even though we are out here and we're traveling and things like that, part of his job is to make sure he gets his work done. You know, so he, as I'm sitting on my laptop doing my work, he's on his laptop doing his work. He's either on his headphones or he's typing, you know, talking to other students online or his teacher. You know, so it's like, it's almost like he's mimicking mommy in a way, you know, because he's working online as well. You know, we're both digital nomads. So it's, uh, it's really cool. And then other than that, his, uh, his only other job is to, you know, work on his video commentary. So he makes YouTube videos and, uh, <laughs> it's really cute to watch him, you know, do these commentaries when he's playing video games and recording them and speaking into the camera and stuff, you know, he's really animated. So, uh, Aww. it's cool. <laughs> Yeah. So what is a daily schedule like with homeschooling your son and trying to make time for your clients? Like, how did you manage all of that? Time management is definitely really essential. And for us, it depends on where we are and what, what time of year we're in, basically. And um, so what I've done is my schedule is very colorful. Like, I love to use Google Maps. I mean, not Google Maps, I'm sorry, but Google Calendar, because it really allows me to be able to see exactly where my time is going. Because if you want to be able to live this lifestyle, like if you want to be able to travel full time and really enjoy it, you have to allocate your time accordingly to what you want to do and when and where it's going to be best. So for example, when it comes down to interviews and, you know, doing certain little things like that, I always schedule them for Saturday. But in terms of my clients, it really just depends on their schedule first and foremost. So for example, um, I might speak on the phone for about two hours, a few times throughout the week, 
And it just varies upon clients. You know, it just depends. Each client is different, but typically I speak with them during the daytime or closer to the evening. And then I leave my weekends for uh, my own things that, you know, may or may not generate revenue, but it's all about, you know, it's like my creative space by the weekend. I kind of want to just be creative and brainstorm and kind of, you know, put other little things together throughout the weekend. But, um, but the cool thing is that no matter what day it is, every day still feels like Saturday. You know, it oh, just kind of, <laughs> yeah. So, so honestly, it feels like the only thing I really have to keep track of whenever I'm speaking with a client or whenever we have an interview, it seems like the only thing I really have to keep track of is the time, not necessarily yeah. the day. Yeah. Okay. So Sweet. So um, I, I guess like my, Question is, how do you think that impacts your son, like, you know, living this nomadic lifestyle off the grid versus like, I guess, a more traditional lifestyle, you know, whereas you guys, if you guys were still living in the condo and having that day-to-day schedule, do you think that um, he will have like a different outlook on life when he's older? Kind of talk about that a little bit. Oh, certainly. I mean, my son's life has experienced expanded in so many different directions ever since we decided to travel full time. I mean, it's amazing. If you could just imagine, you know, every day we wake up and usually, you know, in the everyday common life, you wake up and you have the same routine and you go to the same place and do the same stuff every day. Well, we're living a lifestyle where it pretty much seems like every day is different or at least whenever we travel to a different culture, even if it's like a different state, you know, like right now we're traveling in the U S I mean, we were traveling in Thailand, Paris and Africa, you know, stuff for a few months, but now we're in the U S but still like traveling through the Southwest versus the Midwest is completely different. It's just still another culture to get used to. So whenever we're moving around, our resources change, the weather changes, all these different things happen and it makes the experience for my son so much more enriching when he's learning because it really feels like all of his textbooks are coming to life. You know, like even history and biology, you know, things like that. It's like we're playing in the ocean. We get to explore and touch and feel things that are right, like right here, the very things that we're looking at inside of books we can go out and find them we get to go on these fun scavenger hunts and instead of reading about you know like studying geology and when we're reading about different rocks and stuff like that instead of just reading about it we can go out and touch and climb and you know really be able to breathe it in and inhale the moment and not feel confined or restricted by you know just kind of being in a classroom and maybe looking out the window you know not to say that there's anything like you know, like that's like torture, but <laughs> you know, to be in a classroom because I mean, people learn differently, you know, but one thing I do know is that this journey really does honor how my son learns, which is hands-on. He likes to be free. He likes to explore. And so he's, he's now learning faster and it feels like everything he learns, it feels like he has a deeper understanding and he's applying all of the things that he's learning to different areas of his life. And, you know, to kind of sum this up, I feel that 
because we're on this journey and experiencing so much, I feel confident that my son is going to grow up and know that he has the confidence to define how he wants his life to be and go out there and design it without worrying about resources because he now knows how to be so resourceful. Like literally every time we travel somewhere, we got to figure out, like if we're doing van life in the U.S., we got to figure out, okay, where is the nearest laundromat? Where can we get drinking water? Where can we go jump on our tanks? Where are we going to go grocery shopping? Um, You know, just like all these different things, you know, that we have to do, you know, and it's like he learned, he's learning how to be resourceful and also how to be very self-disciplined because no matter what, even though we have a lot of flexibility and freedom, what's most important is getting the work done and out the way so that we don't have to like worry about doing it when we don't feel like it. It's like at the end of the day when we've had a really awesome day and it's like super fun, you know, like we are guilty of doing work sometimes in the evening because we wanted to play all day. But at the same time, it's like, what if we don't want to do it? You know, we don't have to, but then we're going to have extra to do the next day. And that's not always fun. So, you know, from this journey, he's gained or is gaining self-confidence, self-discipline, being resourceful. And I think just really just being a little, like a little rock star, like, yeah, I love this life. This is awesome. (laughs) And I'm crazy. Yes, I love it. So you mentioned being resourceful and um, I've been following your journey. So I'm kind of aware of like when the brand, uh, I'm sorry, when the van breaks down and, you know, you'll post about it and then you're able to get support from your followers. Like I'm so amazed at how people like interact with you and how they like, I don't know. They're so willing to help. Like, how does that make you feel to have that level of support? Like just putting your life out there and then having those people respond and help you, you know? Oh my gosh. Well, oh my goodness. The van. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I'm trying to figure out where to begin here. All right. I'll just go back to being in the Southwest. When we were traveling through New Mexico, the van broke down on us and completely, it completely cut us off guard. We had just purchased the van a month prior and we have all of the maintenance records. Plus the previous owner was a mechanic. So we did not expect this to happen at all. And when the van broke down and we put it in the shop, they informed us that we needed a new engine and we were like whoa you gotta be kidding me and I just remember thinking to myself all right when I bought this van I bought bought this van for a purpose and a deeper mission that was way bigger than myself and that was to get out here and to give motivational talks and to speak about bullying and just inspire people to chase their dreams and like and here's the thing doing this we made a lot of sacrifices, like financially, spiritually, like all these different things because, you know, we wanted to show people what's possible because we could have just been traveling. We could have stayed outside of the U.S. for a while, but we wanted to be down on the ground in our own, you know, basically in our own backyard. So when the van broke down, we were like, okay, we need to enroll people in on our vision on why we purchased this van because 
everything that we are trying to create, it's all, it's not just about us. It's about others. So we need the a community engagement. You know, we are trying to start a campaign so we can go around to schools and talk about bullying. Well, that's cause, you know? And so what I did was I just let everybody know, hey guys, this is why I bought this van. And the van broke down. It's going to cost this much to get it fixed. And, you know, I just threw it out there. And then next thing you know, I went to sleep. You know, I remember it was two o'clock in the morning. I, it took me like an hour to write this post because I was just pouring out my, you know, I was trying to pour out my heart, but also not make it lengthy. But anyway, so I made this post and I just went to sleep. I woke back up at seven o'clock and I just got all these notifications from all over the place. And it was my followers sending us, everybody was sending us donations. They were sending us money to get the van fixed. And I was like, oh my goodness, I did not expect any of this. And so it was like $5,000 for us to get the, the van fixed. And we raised like 2200 within like 24 hours. And then, you know, we needed to get the van back as soon as possible. And so by then, um, you know, I just picked up the van. You know, we took care of the rest. We took care of the balance. But I was just so amazed by how many people just, like, reached out and said, hey, we love what you're doing. We want to see you successful. Thank you for sharing our journey. Like, here, we want to lift you up. And, um, and that, to me, was a big confirmation that we are definitely on the right track. Because there's a lot of stuff that people don't know about. And I actually haven't shared this on any other podcast just yet. But I honestly feel like this would be a really good one to dive in, you know, to dive into and, and discuss these things. But, you know, prior to the van breaking down, you know, let's rewind a little bit. Um, my son was actually never supposed to go on this journey, like to do the van life with me. Because what happened was, I was traveling full time with my son for probably about nine months. And um, my son, you know, he told me that he wanted to spend more time with his dad. And, and, you know, and I just say, yeah. And I'll just say this, um, you know, my, I'm a single mom and I've been a single mom since my son was two weeks old. Oh my and gosh. yeah. And to get real transparent, you know, this is where it gets real. <laughs> You know, I'm a single mom and I don't receive any child support or anything right. like that. And so I, I, I have like this. <laughs> yeah. And I'll say this, like for a black mom, I kind of have like that typical unfortunate situation that, you know, never nobody really expects. But it's kind of like statistical single black mom, you know, the baby daddy's not paying child support and da da da. You know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. So yeah. anyway, you know. That's like my situation. But at the same time, I decided that, okay, so what? I'm in this situation and my son's father isn't paying child support. But you know what? I'm going to do me and make sure that my son has every single thing that he needs and more. And that was another reason why I stepped into entrepreneurship a couple of years ago. Because I was like, for me being a single mom and everything that I want to accomplish, who, I was worried about who's going to watch my kids. Like, I didn't want to live a life where my kid was always going to be away from me because I got to work two jobs just to pay the bills and keep food on the table. You know, that's not how I wanted to live my life. So I made a promise. You know, I made a promise to Prosper when my son was two weeks old. I said, by the time he's five, I want to make sure I've created this lifestyle where we can do whatever we want and I can spend enough time with my kid and I don't have to worry about, oh, I can't take off work 
um, even though my son is six, you know, who's going to watch my son? Or, oh, my son's on winter break or summer break, but I still need to work. Who's going to watch my kids? You know, I didn't want my son to be in daycare and stuff all the time. And so when my son told me he wanted to spend more time with his father, it caught me off guard, especially because, you know, in my situation, my son's father, he, um, you know, I don't want to, like, I mean, that gets personal. You know, there's different sides to every story. But basically, let's just say I, I didn't agree with the conditions that my son would be living in. You know, I didn't agree with that. But at the same time, I have this big thing on making decisions out of love and not fear. And so basically, um, you know, I was going back and forth about it. And then I did everything in my best power to work something out and be like, okay, we're going to try this out. You know, I'll let you stay, you know, with your dad for, you know, a while. We're going to see how this works out. But I didn't go in with the mindset of like for a while, you know, he's a growing boy. So I kind of anticipated it, but also feared that, you know, my son, you know, my only son, he might not be staying with me. Like this might be like, it, you know, where he's going to be staying with me and our lifestyle is going to change, you know, clearly. And so anyway, I just decided to try it and I did. And let me just say, uh, uh-uh, it didn't work out. <laughs> it didn't work out. It wasn't going to work out. I, I mean, literally I'll just knit that in the butt. Like I got all the signs, even in my gut. I tried, we even got my son enrolled into a school. You know, wow. I got my son enrolled into like monastery school and everything. I planned on sticking around my hometown for a while to make sure everything goes well and that he weans in. But then it was like, no, 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 no. I mean, I was thinking to my, my son came home and he was talking about how he was being bullied and then also how he was having some trouble with this and that and and then, like I said, I mean, it gets personal, but let's just say I just got all the signs that it wasn't going to work. It just was not. And so then, you know, by then I had already purchased the van and, you know, I purchased the van because I was thinking to myself, well, I'm going to be traveling solo. And I've also, I've always been fascinated with this lifestyle of living in the van. And, and I was like, man, I was like not paying rent and being able to like travel and just give talks and stuff like that. I'm like, this sounds really you know, like a lot of fun. And so when I got all the signs that, no, my son is supposed to be with me, you know, it's not time yet. I was like, all right, well, we're going to be doing this together. And that's how Off the Grid with the kids basically started because um, I realized that, no, it wasn't time yet. Like my son's still supposed to be with me. And, uh, and I talked to my son about what he thought about being in the van. And he said, yeah, it sounds fun. You know, he you know, he just started talking about all this adventure. And then we were like, yeah, let's do this. Now, mind you, when I was like, okay, my son and I are going to be living in the van. You know, being a black mom, I've never seen this done. You know, I... Yeah, I, I haven't either. <laughs> yeah, so let me tell you, every van life video that I have watched, it was always like, I've never seen a person of color. But I, you know... And, and, and not even with a kid, you know, th- recently I've been seeing, like, I saw, like, I've seen a couple on YouTube with a kid. Um, and then I've seen, like, a woman of color with, like, a guy uh, doing van life. But I have never seen, like, a woman of color single with a kid out on the road. And so I was, like, wondering why that is, but I didn't let it deter me from, from doing this. 
But then other people just started pointing it out, you know, as well. And it's been really interesting. And I've noticed that it's starting to inspire a lot of other people to get out there on the road and like consider this lifestyle because it's honestly this doing this is really smart. I mean, I can go on and on seriously for so many different reasons. Like when I moved to California, um, like what, three years ago, I had to leave my son behind for a couple months to get situated. And that was like the toughest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. I had to do that That with my daughter. Oh, it was so tough, but I flew back and forth, you know, to make sure that I visited my son. And I'm so glad that I did because I set up a lifestyle for us, you know, but when I think about it, I'm like, man, I have $5,000 to my name when I moved to California. It, oh, my goodness. It was $5,000 from an income tax refund at that. Because I came to California with basically almost like nothing. I shut my business down in St. Louis and came out here with like a carload of stuff in my Audi, you know. And, wow. uh, and yeah. And so now when I think about it, I'm like, man, it would have been smart to like, buy a van and live in the van and get used to the area and save money, you know? Because yeah. I came out here as like an apartment, got all this stuff, and then slowly racked up credit card debt, you know, just slowly, you know, sneaky. But yeah, like, it, it comes so fast. <laughs> yeah, totally. But then, you know, this journey, it does something to you. Like I, um, you know, after we got all situated and stuff, here I am living my dream lifestyle with this nice condo and I bought a new car, had this fancy BMW. You know, we were living good in California after about a year. You know, it's like, um, oh my goodness, you don't even know my whole whole story, but I've been like homeless before, you know, a long time ago in St. Louis. And there's something about being homeless where, you know, once you've lost everything, you know how to like gain everything and come back, you know, even like faster because you know what it feels like to have lost everything and to get your resources and stack them up and, and go and, you know, just like build upon everything and just go higher. And so anyway, I know how to be resourceful. I know how to make some stuff happen, you know? And uh, that's one of the, the gifts that I have. And the thing that's allowed me, I think, to be so successful in entrepreneurship with still so little is just being able to be resourceful, you know? And so... And so anyway, I feel like I'm kind of going off into a tangent when I, when oh, I discuss no, this. But <laughs> well, the point is, is that we definitely need more single moms out here on the road because we can prosper like more. I feel like financially, mentally, spiritually, and everything because I, I mean, I truly don't understand why there's not enough women doing out here. I think it. I think it might have, like, something to do with, you know, cultural norms and stuff. Because yeah, everything I was just comes about to say to, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everything comes down to, like, perception and stuff. Because I'll be honest, like, my family, there was no one in my family. And, Listen, and I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> I was yeah, definitely going to ask about how they supported you. Because, you know, it's tough for our families to um, get on board with what we're doing. Especially as single moms. Yeah, so my family, in terms of living in the van, mm, I couldn't tell anybody. I couldn't. Because I could tell in the beginning when I first got to the van for myself, and then when I decided that my son was going to come with me, people were like, so what you going to do this? Like, they kind of were making these little comments and this, this, and that. And 
I was like, okay, yeah, I can't talk to them about this. Like, I can't because people are going to see me with fears. But then you notice, you know what I noticed? There were many people, like, black, you know, like, African-American people of color, however you want to say it, um, that were, like, think that this is, like, crazy or, you know, just whatever. Or they, like, frown upon it, you know? <laughs> but yes. then, no, it's now so they're... weird. Yeah, and now they're probably like, how do you do this? What do you do? How do I get started? Yeah, I know. But now people are starting to like wake up in a sense yeah. and realize that, that this is really like awesome and fun. And here's the thing. Nothing has to be permanent. Like this is a chapter of our life. Like I don't plan on living my life in a van for the rest of my life, okay? But let me tell you, I will never regret this. I will never regret like the amount of quality time that I'm able to spend with my son, the amount of stress that I've saved from not having this huge place to clean. I mean, I feel so freaking amazing and empowered. And I've been able to focus more on my business and giving back to the community instead of focusing on like being stretched by all these other things, you know, in my space. Like I just, just being able to go anywhere alone and connect with people and just do whatever you want at any given minute, it's, it's amazing, you know? Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, so, so I would say, no, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead and finish. I, was gonna say, I would say for anyone out there that wants to travel the world full time or just whatever you want to do, period, no matter what it is, whatever success means to you, Make sure you're really truthful about that meaning because often we let other people define what success is, you know, instead of our own selves thinking about what truly makes us happy. Right. And then we go trying to conform to everybody else's definition of success. And then you'll find that you're not happy. You know, you're not happy in the end because you did what other people tell you what to do. So it's like, for me, buying a van and traveling all over the world, showing my son these beautiful places and being able to run my business out of a van and connect with, like, this is like success, you know, to me, by my own definition, you know, just like being able to have this much freedom. Yeah. But to someone else who has a completely different perspective on life, it could be miserable, you know? Like we ran across this woman who was homeless we were at a beach. Oh, oh I think I read about this on your Instagram post. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Imagine waking up and just opening up the doors to, like, ocean waves. Like, you know, it's just beautiful. And then cooking breakfast and being able to watch the ocean, watch surfers, and just, like, hear the ocean is just so beautiful. Well, we had next to us a woman who... Her perspective on life is completely different, and she didn't choose to live in a van. Like, it wasn't by choice. It, was, it felt like for her, it was more like by default, you know? And we met each other, and we chat, and she was just complaining and complaining and complaining. And, and I get it. I completely understand her situation. I've, I, I've been there in the sense of, like, feeling like, oh, you know, I'm not happy where I'm at, right? I've been there. But the thing is this. If you don't like something about your experience, you need to, like, do something about it instead of just complaining. You need to get creative and think about what it is that you really want and figure it out. 
You know, yes. and it's going to take action. And here's the thing. In the meantime, you're not, even if you don't like what you're doing right now, you still need to make the most out of it, make the best out of it. Because complaining and just, you know, just talking about like all this negativity and stuff is not going to make your situation better. Like you got to take it for what it is and make the best out of it and really enjoy the moment. So I just tried to help her look on the brighter side of things. Um, did it work? Mm, it didn't seem like it did it. It did, but that's not, to me, it means just like not yet. You know, I think maybe later on down the road, she might She'll get it. look back. And say, yeah. yeah, because I mean, life isn't, life is what you truly make it. You know, it it's like, it really is, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, it all starts with a mindset shift too, because, you know, um, I think you mentioned earlier about, I guess, like, our culture and how we are taught. And I think like, as you get older, you begin to see a lot of things. And I think that's where the mind shift starts to happen. Like you don't want to be in the same situation that maybe your family was in, or maybe the people around you are in. And you really just begin to figure out how you can change that. But you have to want that change. Like you said, you have to want that. Exactly. Oh yeah. You, you definitely have to want, you have to want it bad enough. To get, you know, to get unstuck, um, yes. which means you're going to have to step into some uncertainty, you know, some situations where you don't, it's normal to not know, you know, in the beginning, like if you're in a situation that you're unhappy with, it's normal to not know how to get out of it. You know, you have to figure it out. You have to be willing to be like, okay, I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to try it anyway. I'm going to see what happens. or I'm going to find the person who does know or I'm just gonna do it and figure it out as I go you know that's how I that's how I feel like we did this in terms of traveling full-time because when I first you know uh, left to travel I really planned to do this for about three or six months you know I knew we could do it for about three or six months but I wasn't sure how we were gonna do the you know the rest of time I mean it really wasn't like I don't know. Basically, I just knew that we could travel full time for at least about six months. And that was just because I was thinking about, um, you know, how I wanted to take time off to write my book and things like that. And from an entrepreneur's perspective, whenever you are generating income, you know, we get paid usually later. You know, it takes some time. Like the biggest payouts are always later. So it's like... You know, I knew I wanted to take some time off to really just focus on the book. I really didn't want to work too, too much. And so I kind of weaned away from doing life coaching full time to really just focusing more on my book. But then, of course, you know, the people that you're coaching, they want they want you again. Or, you know, they send you referrals and, you know, and then you have to make space. You have to adjust your, your schedule accordingly. And I don't mind that. You know, I love my life and I love helping people. and you know, the money is awesome and <laughs> helps too. But um, having multiple streams of income is also really important, um, I think, anyway. But it's not a necessity, but it just depends on, you know, how you want to live, really. <laughs> yeah, and uh, one thing that I've noticed, and like I said, I, I started the podcast last month, but one thing that I noticed that a lot of you have in common is um, actually making that choice and becoming an entrepreneur so that you can have that flexibility or you can um, be able to live the life you want to live, not on anyone else's terms, you know? 
And I think that's really amazing. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, it's, it is amazing and it feels awesome. And now I just want to help more people achieve the same feeling if this is what they want, you know, because it's like, I, it, okay. It's like, imagine being at a party, right? A party is like fun when there's a whole bunch of people that are there and that can make the party too. You know, it's like, you know, so that's how I feel. My life is like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe like this awesome freedom party. And yeah. I love being able to just connect with other people and being able to do whatever we want, whenever we want to. Like, I mean, for example, even catching a flight, you know, catching a flight to me used to be something that I used to feel like I needed to plan months and months ahead to do because I had to like put in time and ask yes, for permission at work. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I had to like, I know, right? And then you got to like wait till it gets approved. And, yes. You know, all, yeah, all this stuff. And it's like now, you know, I look at Carter and I'm like, Carter, where do you want to go? And he can just tell me where he wants to go and then we can just go there. You know, we could just fly there. Right now he... I mean, we're driving, so it's a bit different, and I'm trying to not drive as much, actually. <laughs> trying to be still. Yeah, so that we can um, focus on creating maybe, uh, like a cool webinar because it's my goal to show people, you know, basically like a group of women, how they can get out and be resourceful and, you know, and be inspired to create their dream lifestyle too, especially if it involves traveling the world full-time because, if I can do this, okay, I'm a single mom. If I can jump out there and do this within 30 days, 30 days, I know that I can help other people do it too. It just comes down to are they committed to doing what is absolutely essential, you know, that needs to happen, which takes, you know, a lot of surrender and a lot of sacrifice, a lot of confidence, a lot of patience, you know, and definitely resourcefulness, you know, but we're going to do it. We're going to help a lot of people. Yes, um, you are. We're going to do it. I'm up for the challenge. Yes, that's going to be so awesome. I'm going to be able to look back and say, we talked about this and you did it. I know. Yeah, with your help, too. It's like this, <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> we are like conduits. Yes. You know, all this love and courage to other people. It's just like, this is a good example of you know, how to be resourceful and how to, you know, live in your passion and your purpose. And, it, you know, especially when you're acknowledging other people too and you're giving back and you're connecting people, this is how people become successful. Like we can't do it alone. You know, right. there's only so much that we, there's only so much that we can do by ourselves. And this is another reason why I get out here and I meet people as we're traveling. You know, I make a conscious effort to just get out and be, you know, and be seen and connect with people in chat. So we're going to be having a lot of um, meetups and things like that coming up as well. Um, and, you know, because we've had our year of wandering, literally, where we've just been, wherever we want to go, we go, we've been doing everything online. But 2018, we're going to be, um, you know, we're going to be out just a little, no, not a little, a little bit more, but a lot more to really bring groups of people together at once so that we can really discuss, um, you know, what it's like here out on the road and then help people with action plans 
so that they can explore too, even if it's not full time, you know, even if it's just like a getaway trip, um, you know, just having experiences like this does wonders for the soul. And we want as many people to be able to experience this, um, you know, just this feeling of love, connection, and an adventure. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, I want to take it back for a little bit because you said something about freedom, right? So I just want to know if you actually paid off all your debt before you committed to the vision of living off the grid. I think I once saw a post where you said that you could um, tell people how to travel without using travel points or a credit card. So maybe um, they're not actually ready to get out on the road yet, but they actually want to travel to Thailand or travel to Africa or any of those other places that you've been uh, with their kid. Mm-hmm. So, um, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up because yeah, I have not, there's, since we've been traveling full time, I've only used my credit card one time and that was just to book a, um, that was just to book a rental car because there was no way of getting around it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we don't use any type of points or anything like that whatsoever. And so what I did was, um, you know, and I had the mindset at first that I was going to pay off my credit card debt first. But then I realized that you don't have to do that. Like, you don't have to do that at all. Because if you get rid of all of your expenses, then you're going to have extra money right there to pay your debt off sooner. So that was what I did. You know, we had, um, you know, I was paying thousands and thousands of dollars for rent and utilities and stuff. And I did the math and I said, man, I can pay off my debt in like three months if I got rid of, yeah, like if I just got rid of like all of these, you know, expenses and surely enough, you know, that's what happened. So yeah, I still had the debt when I left and what I did was I just started paying you know, one card off at a time and a time. And then, and then I had one um, account where I actually just like settled it, which was really cool because I learned a whole lot about, um, you know, just about doing that. Like, <laughs> I would be like this. I'll have to do a webinar or a training or something like that on the financial part, because let me just say that, you don't, we cannot let debt like rule our lives. Seriously, especially not consumer debt, like credit card debt. We cannot let that rule our life at all because I can't tell you how many people who have actually like, well, I don't know if I should say this, but I can't tell you how many people who have like, uh, basically, you know, left their debt and not paid it off. Or you're like, I just hear all kind of stories out here on the road. You know what I mean? And and these people are happier and just like feeling awesome. And now when I look back at it and I'm like, this is great, you know, being that I paid off my consumer debt. But at the same time, I'm like, do I close the credit cards? Do I leave them open? You know, whatever. Because having a credit card, like I said, this is a whole other story, but it's like, it could be a little bit of a trap. I mean, there's pros and there's cons, but for this lifestyle or for traveling full time, you don't need to have, you definitely don't need to have a credit card. It's awesome, if, you know, for the points. Like, I do have a points, like a reward card. But, but I you have to be really disciplined, it. right? To to have that yeah. card and use it for those points. Oh, yeah, exactly. Definitely. And it's like, the whole thing is, I don't want to backslash credit cards. 
But so, so many people try to tell me, oh, you got to have a credit card. You're going to need this and blah, blah, blah. No, you don't. You don't need to have a credit card to travel full time. You don't necessarily need the points. And you don't have to pay off your debt first. I mean, you can if you want to. But here's the thing. Everybody's journey, okay, is, is going to be different. And it all comes down to how do you want to live and how much money are you bringing in, how much money. Like, there's a lot of factors in the beginning that you have to think about. Because, like, I'll give you an example. You can, if we were still stationed in the Bay, and if I was still working corporate job, right, and I wanted to pay off my debt, I could just, you know, I could have just got rid of all my stuff and then lived in a van and then used all of the income and then paid off my debt and just still been in the same spot, right? You know, it's like you could do that. Or, you know, if you make a nice amount of income, you can, you know, go somewhere. What I did was um, I went off to Thailand. Like I knew the first couple of months of us traveling that I was just going to be paying off my debt. So I wanted to go somewhere that was cheap. Yes, that's on my list. Yeah, so we went to Thailand and it was beautiful. And what's so funny is that um, we went somewhere cheap, but I was still spending a nice grip of money. I didn't realize how cheap Thailand was because it's that cheap that, I mean, you'll have to see once you go to Thailand, but it's just that cheap to where, I mean, we were, we were staying there for at least about a good month before we realized that we were getting ripped off and that I could actually be spending a lot less than what we were. But um, but it was nice, you know, just to be able to go there and live a really awesome life without compromising our quality of life. You know, so like I rented a two-bedroom condo that was like not too far from the ocean, marble floors. We had a maid, you know, stuff like that. It was beautiful. And I paid like $1,000 a month. And that wow. was, to me was like cheap. Yeah, that to me was like really cheap, but that's very expensive you know, for Thailand when you're paying like $1,000 a month for a condo because you can find places for like $200 a month. I mean, you're not going to have a maid or anything like that, but, you know, it'll still be really nice. So, yeah, it just depends. And this is why I want to have a webinar on it because I want to bring like different nomadic women into the circle so that everybody can talk about the way that they live it because there's different types of lifestyles when you live you know, nomadically when you're doing this whole full-time endeavor, you know? Yeah, because I know I've seen a lot of travel, well, I won't really call them a travel influencer, but, you know, like, I've seen a lot of bloggers who have, I guess, like, switched over to this nomadic lifestyle. They've left their apartments, and now um, they're traveling the world, but they're able to gain, I guess, um, you call them, like, sponsorships, maybe? I don't know, where they post about where they're going in the airlines or those types of things I'm not really sure how it all works but I've seen them doing that as well oh yeah I know I'm starting to notice that you know I'm starting to notice yeah it's becoming more frequent and and here's the thing too what's so funny we we are not sponsored like we are not sponsored there's no one sponsoring you know our journey yet you know I predict I mean I you know what's so funny is I love to promote small businesses you'll find that out like from just following my pages yeah. My friends who have small businesses, I love promoting them and using their products and services. I love doing that. And um, and no one pays me to do that. No one even asks me to do that. I just do it because I want people to know 
like what I like and what I use. You know, I believe in right. something I want to share with the world. And so um, right now I'm going through this transition, literally, because I said, as I mentioned earlier, before we got on the call, me traveling the world was never intended to be a business itself. But because so many other women want to learn how to do this lifestyle, I'm like, all right, Bianca, you're going to have to like take some time off to take a couple steps back and think about how you can package all of this in a way that you can deliver it to an audience so that you can really help people get out there as well. Because it's just like, I don't want to put people, I don't want to put people in the box to feel like they, that there's one way that they have to do this. I just want people to understand that they have everything that it takes to do this, but they, it's just going to come down to the resources. So I want to be able to say, okay, Here's a resource. If you want to live this type of life, you know, then this is the resources that you want to live. Otherwise, if you want to live this type of lifestyle, these are the resources that you're going to have to consider. This is how much money you're going to have to earn in order to live this type of lifestyle, you know, and maintain it. You know, you know, little things like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. So uh, my last question, I guess, is... For any moms out there who may be interested in getting started, and I know you've given a lot of tips, but um, maybe share like two or three things that you wish that somebody would have told you before you got started with the van life. And maybe like, I don't know if there's a way to prepare. You can give a couple tips on actually preparing, like how you said you sold all of your things and you gave yourself 30 days. Um, kind of, I guess, help them out a little bit. So if they're trying to get started, maybe two to three things they need to do um, in order to move forward. Oh, certainly. Um, right away, I'd have to say, go into this lifestyle knowing that there are definitely going to be some obstacles. And don't let that stop you from getting started, you know, and getting out here. But just know that obstacles are seriously a part you know, they are a piece of this journey. You know, they're going to happen. I mean, we've been traveling, doing van life for four or five months now, and we're on our second, um, you know, like, uh, issue with the van, having to need to put it in the shop or, you know, get it fixed. And it's only been like five months. And so it's a bit of an inconvenience, you know, to just know that there's going to be times that happen like that, but you can't get past it. It's going to happen. You know? (laughs) Yes. That's when those resources come in, right? (laughs) Oh, exactly. Right. And if if you're going to, I would say, okay, get triple A for sure. Get triple A coverage and then um, look for mobile mechanics. That way you don't have to put your van in the shop because you know, you live in it. Right. And so it's like, you know, that way you don't have to put your van in the shop. The other thing, I'd have to say to anyone who's going to do van life or travel full time is to travel slow. You know, if you're going to do this full time, you want to travel slow. I mean, slow. It's not like vacation where you're trying to get as much done as soon as possible because the the time is, you know, ticking and going down. No, take it slow so that you can really enjoy the experience and be able to be present as possible. Because if you rush, and you're trying to see everything and do this and do that, you're going to miss out on a lot of experiences because there's people that you're not going to be able to meet because you're giving yourself a time limit or you're not, you won't be able to embrace spontaneity if you rush, you know, you got to take your time. And I'm telling you this out of all 
sincerity and transparency. This is coming from just especially being a single mom on the world, working, you know, with my son, working for myself. It is hard work. You know, I'm not a perfect person. And online, our journey looks super like glamorous and fun and adventurous and all this type of stuff. But behind the scenes, it's not always like that. You know, it's not. And people need to understand that. Like when you guys see, you know, all these pictures online with people doing van life and their vans are all like pimped out and look all nice and stuff. Okay, that looks really great, but a big part of that was also intentional because people want to show you their van so they're going to make sure it looks its best. But most of the time, your van doesn't look like that. Like, because <laughs> you're moving stuff around and you're in a tight space and you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, there, there is still some chaos in this journey, you know, just a little bit. But that's why you have to take your time. The first 90 days are going to be a big reality check for you because you're going to realize, man, I just went from having this amount of space to this little bit of space. You can't shop when you have this type of lifestyle. Like you can't be going shopping and buying things and accumulating things that are going to stay in the van because you don't have that much space. Right. Right. So you save money and there. Um, But yeah, I would say be prepared for obstacles as much as you can, but don't, you know, don't feel alarmed if, you know, once they happen, you know, just have the confidence to know that you'll handle it or, you know, you'll handle the obstacle when the bridge is there, you know, then you'll walk across it. Um, Because I'll say this, there are also plenty of resources for you to tap into whenever an obstacle should arise. Like, let's just say if we were not able to fix our van, like, let's just say if we didn't come up with all the money to fix our van when it broke down unexpectedly. Um, you know, there's like different things that you can tap into if you still want to avoid paying rent and, and stuff like that. Cause our whole thing is let's keep our costs down. So you have like things like work away, couch surfing, you know, like stuff like that where you can connect with really awesome people that are just super generous and they don't mind you staying there in exchange for maybe like a little bit of work, you know, things like that. We've heard of services like this, but I got to be honest, like the work away. Oh my God. I had plans to use that, um, but we didn't need to use it. Like, and now I just want to find an excuse to use it because I like the, I love to meet the people who are just that warm and welcoming, you know, to invite us to come, you know, stay with them and stuff. But, um, but yeah, there's all kinds of things that are out there to help you. I mean, whoever's listening to this podcast, just know that, you have every single thing that you need within you right now. That's it. And having the confidence to persevere and get creative and resourceful, you won't worry about anything that happens. So just, you know, be as prepared as possible as you want to be. And then get out there and trust the process of uncertainty. You know, don't freak out when crazy stuff happens. Take your time. Really enjoy the journey. Connect with people. Connect with the locals as much as possible because that's how you learn how to save money and where to go. Because otherwise, you'll be doing all the touristy stuff. If you're always on your phone looking for resources from like uh, kind of generic apps, even if it's like Google Maps, you know, like finding the perfect parking spot on Google Maps um, when you're doing van life, it's like it's a little bit too much. Extra, you know, it's extra. You know, you're better off 
just driving around and embracing spontaneity and then you'll find kind of like a cool little corner or something or a little area that's near the beach or it just it could be anywhere you know but not feeling like you have to be prepared all the time is going to be really important for anybody that wants to do van life the big part of van life is not being prepared like you can't like freedom and preparation uh like I don't know. It kind of, it can be a conflict sometimes. Just always be flexible. Awesome. I love it. So um, one other thing, I just want you to tell them briefly about your book and then you can tell everybody where to find you and how they can connect. Yes. I have been writing a book called Promise to Prosper, Seven Principles for Perseverance. And this is a inspirational guide it's a personal narrative about my life and how I've been able to become this woman who is not afraid of anything. <laughs> like I do not feel threatened by anything. And I have a life now of full abundance and freedom and healing. And it is only because of the misfortunate events that I've had throughout my past. And so what I do in this book is I basically just walk people through the seven defining moments throughout my life that really woke me up and made me realize that I'm going to have to be my own hero in order to escape this. If I want more out of life, if I want to truly be able to live the life that I want and that I deserve, I'm going to have to be my own hero. And going through that was a big thought process and I had to surrender a lot of stuff. Um, I had to, you know, face relationships that, um, you know, that did not serve me and I had to let go of those. And some of those, you know, were family members and things like that. So it's a book that a lot of people will be able to relate to. And I strongly believe that people will gain some confidence and inspiration and, um, and a lot of clarity and know that they're not alone, you know, through their, you know, through their own stuff. You know, they're not alone in those emotions, that fog that you're going through. It's all normal and a part of the process. And so um, I'm wrapping up this book, you know, trying my hardest to get this out to the world as soon as possible. And we've, you know, we've got a couple, a couple drafts on it, but um, it can be found on iTunes and Amazon um, within the next couple of weeks. You know, it'll be the more final version. So, uh, so keep a lookout for, you know, promise to prosper seven principles for perseverance and just know that, um, another thing I would like to share is that writing this book has, has been, you know, a bit of a, a challenge and um, one of transparency and all truth. And I really hope that it just inspires people, again, to don't wait to be perfect to get started, to just do it, you know, to just do it and learn through the process and just give every single thing that you do your absolute best. And um and it'll be worth it. Awesome. I love it. I'm so inspired by your story. And I really appreciate you taking the time out to share because I know, you know, you have to carve out time and everything. But I just want to say thanks again. And those are all my questions I had. Oh, perfect. Well, thank you. It is my pleasure to be interviewed by you. And I am so happy. You know, I'm so happy and so proud of you for being this beautiful light. That Aww, is thank you. Able to, yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, you're you're welcome. I mean, I just really love and appreciate women like you, especially you know a woman of color who is acknowledging another woman of color because we need 
more of that. You know, we need more of that to empower one another because, you know, I don't know what it is, but it just seems like um, not enough women speak up and speak out with other women about sensitive subjects, you know? Yes, um, definitely. And I really love... Yeah, and I just really love when people come together and just want to encourage and uplift and be like, hey, we can we can do this. Like, we don't have to conform to the norm. We don't have to live in this statistic or whatever. We can define and design what we truly want, and we have to stick together and, and bring awareness and our resources to the table, and together we can become something way bigger than what one person can do alone. So thank you for being that, you know, that glue to connect me, um, you know, with you and all the women that are going to listen to this podcast. You know, you are amazing for doing that. Oh, and you are amazing as well. Continue to keep on inspiring and being fearless. Like, I think that is what really drew me to you. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, this courage. But anyway, I can go on and on about that. But yeah, so I'm very appreciative again of your time. And thanks again. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. All right. So I hope you all really enjoyed this episode. I know I did and I learned a lot. How many black moms do you know living their life off the grid with a kid? I mean, I don't know anyone. And so I figured that this would be really great for some people who wonder what it's like or even if you don't know what it's like and you judge people because I'll be honest when I used to hear about people living in a van I thought that was crazy but it took me following Bianca and her journey to really understand what it was like and why she actually did it and how beneficial it is so to follow Bianca on Instagram she is at off the grid with a kid and if you want to follow me I am at Single Black Motherhood, and I'll link those in the show notes so you can check them out. Also, I have a blog over on singleblackmotherhood.com, and I just wanted to say thank you all so much for taking the time to listen. I know as moms, our time is valuable, but I really do appreciate it, and Those comments and messages, they really keep me going because otherwise I wouldn't know that these podcast episodes are really helpful. So keep the feedback coming. I, again, appreciate every single one of you. To support the podcast, I have some teas on the site and you can check those out. And if you thought this podcast episode was helpful, be sure to leave a review It's really beneficial in Apple Podcasts, so that would be very helpful. And I thank you all in advance. So until next time, thanks again for listening. Bye.